Welcome to Digital Marketing for Contractors, a podcast for home improvement contractors to help you crush your lead goals and take your business to the next level. Join us each episode as we give you powerful insights and practical tips on the best digital marketing strategies to help you grow your home improvement business. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Digital Marketing for Contractors podcast. This is a podcast all about helping home improvement contractors to crush your lead goals and take your business to the next level. Digital Marketing for Contractors is hosted by Fat Cat Strategies. We're a digital marketing agency based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. My name is Don, and I'm one of the account managers here at Fat Cat. And today, I'm very excited because I'm being joined by one of our team members who works in content marketing at Fat Cat. Sarah Rose Span is here with me. Say hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on here. Yeah, I'm really glad to have you with us as well. So today, Sarah Rose is here helping out because she does a lot of work for our clients in the area of social media. And we wanted to spend some time just kind of talking about something that we know is an issue for a lot of our contractors, which is how to help them with writing great social media posts. So Sarah Rose, I know that one of the things that I hear from contractors a lot is just sort of like when it comes to social media, they just kind of have this blanket fear. You know, it's just sort of this like what I'm staring at, you know, Facebook and wondering what on earth am I supposed to put on here? You know, like how do I even come up with what I'm supposed to say? And so I think today we wanted to try to just kind of help alleviate that fear a little bit by describing some of what goes into making great social media posts. So I'm excited that you're here today to be able to help us out with that. Yeah, I'm excited to help out. I can't wait. Awesome. Okay. So I think one of the places that we need to start is kind of this idea of like, what's the point? Why is it that we we want to even suggest to contractors that they even need to do social media in the first place? Because I think if we can understand that, it might help us figure out what it is that we want to encourage them in terms of about what they need to post, right? So suggestions, like what would you say when a contractor is trying to think about what's the goal of my social media account? How would they even begin to sort of answer that question? Well, I definitely think of social media, it's like, instead of putting out a polished commercial, you're making yourself more accessible to the general public. So it's going to make you easier to relate to as a brand. And it's going to keep people engaged in a short time span. So if they are scrolling on, say, Facebook just for fun and they see your ad for roofing and they go, oh, I need a roof inspection. They're more likely to click the link to see your website yeah. instead of actively going and searching out your brand. Yeah, 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 that's good. That's one of the things I tell my clients all the time is that stuff on social media hits people even when they're not looking for it, as opposed to like Google, people are finding stuff on Google that they're actively looking for. Whereas social media, it's going to catch people off guard. And so you want to try to catch those folks who know that this is something in their back of their mind that they need to address or deal with, but they're maybe not actively thinking about it at that moment or quite ready to search for it. But that's kind of the name of the game. So that's really good. I love that. Just kind of like helping get your brand out there, helping people be aware of who you are and what you're about. So yeah, that's really good. Okay. So in terms of that though, like when we're talking about how to help people be aware of a contractor's brand, help us understand a little bit of like what that even means. When we talk about a brand, what is it that that is and that we're trying to communicate with that? Well, I find that your brand is how you interact with people on your social platform. Okay. So if you're on Facebook and all of your posts are different, the writing tone's different, 
the photos are different, people are going to feel a little bit overwhelmed. They're going to feel like they don't know you. They're going to go looking for someone that they can connect with, even if it's through that parasocial relationship. Yeah. So if they're looking at your feed and the writing tone's the same, your photos all are cohesive together as a big picture, and then they also work as an individual post, uh-huh. they're going to feel like it's easier to connect with you. They're going to feel like they know you before they start working with you. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because when I think about like the things that I see on social media, and I'm probably on Facebook more than I am most things, but I'm not on social media a ton, to yeah. be honest. If it probably weren't for this job, I don't know that I would be on social media at all, which I know we've got some contractors who are listening who probably feel like they're in the same boat, you know, just sort of like, do I really have to even do this thing? Like if it weren't for this job, I'm not sure that I would be on social media, period. And hey, we get you. (laughs) Some of us are in the same boat. Definitely understand. So we get it. This is really about like promoting your business. And I like what you're saying in terms of just being able to say like, you kind of want to make your business almost like it's a character on social media, you know, that's like, hey, this is not just a company and these are not just random words and images that you're throwing up. This is like actually the personality of your business that people can really connect with and get to know you through. So absolutely. I think that's great. Okay. So some of the things that I try to describe to clients as sort of like the purpose or the goal for their social media is helping them understand why people would use social media as it relates to a contractor business in the first place. One of the things, and we've talked about this on a, on a different episode, I think actually episode number two, if people want to go back and look at it, has to do with why should you do social media in the first place. But one of the things that we talk about on that episode is the idea that social media for contractors usually isn't about generating leads. Now, you might run ads on social media that's for the sake of generating leads, But when we're talking about just making a post on Facebook or Instagram, it's not usually about leads. It has more to do with, like you said, building awareness of your company. But I think it also has to do with building trustworthiness. So, you know, a lot of just kind of like the way that people use social media today has to do with if I'm thinking about making a purchase and for our contractors, you know, we're dealing with customers who are talking about making really big purchases. So if I'm thinking about making a big purchase, I'm not going to do that quickly with just any company that I kind of randomly found on the internet. I'm probably doing some research to find out, is this company legitimate? Can I trust them? Do they have work that I can see that they've done that I have a pretty good idea that that's going to happen? Let's talk about that a little bit and just kind of say like, what goes into the idea of building trustworthiness in your brand? If you're trying to kind of establish yourself as a trustworthy contractor on social media, how do you even think about that? I would start by just maybe doing staff highlights or showing projects that you have previously worked on. If you can get those clients to interact with you on your social media page, say Instagram, Facebook, whichever one it is, if you can get them to interact and say, oh, this is my house. Like I loved it. Y'all did such a great job. Even in a comment, it's going to make people feel more comfortable with reaching out to you. Yeah. That kind of brings up a really good question for me and one that I think I get from contractors a lot is how much interaction should a contractor actually expect to be getting on social media? And if they're not getting a lot, is that a bad thing? What's normal in terms of what we would call engagement? How many people are following you? How many people are liking you? How many people are making comments on your posts? How much attention should a contractor be paying to that? Well, I mean, it really depends on, one, how long your brand has been on social media because you can't expect first weekend be getting any engagement. People need to find you first. And then second, also, how big is your brand? If you're a small local contractor, 
who doesn't work on huge projects, you're probably not going to get as much interaction. But if you're like larger, like we have a client who does luxury homes in Raleigh, they get a ton of content interaction. But they've also been established as a brand on social media and just as a company in general for many years. So people know the name. So you have to kind of be patient with it and work your way up. But we have some clients who I check their messaging and replies and they have 20 replies every couple days. And then we have some clients who have two and neither one's better or worse. It's just, there's a lot of factors at play. Right. That's good. Yeah. I've told some of my clients who probably are on that lower side of that engagement scale to just say like, Hey, that's just not the stage where your social media brand is at. And that's totally okay. What most people are looking to you for on social media is to see that a you exist your company is actually in business. You have a pulse. Right, exactly. B, that you do good work. They want to see examples Mm -hmm. of the kind of work that you do. And C, maybe to find some reviews that they can sort of look at, like what kinds of experiences have other people had with this company? So none of that requires that you have anybody following you or commenting on your post or liking anything. You can control all of that yourself. So whether or not you're getting a lot of engagement doesn't necessarily matter. But over time, kind of like you're saying, as your brand grows, you ought to see some of that stuff start to increase. And that's really good and shows that you've kind of got a loyal following developing around your brand. And that's a really positive thing, but it's not necessary for you to be successful with the way you're using social media. Absolutely not. It is definitely a marathon, not a sprint. You have to be really patient with it, especially if you're trying to market on Instagram. Their algorithm is changing how their system pushes out posts Uh and who sees it. It changes about every two months. Oh yeah. So real helpful. Uh, So you have to kind of keep (laughs) up with that. There's no right or wrong way to do it. The best way is to just start. Yeah. That's a really good tip. Okay. So let's shift gears then and then get a little more particular about actual posts. What goes into making great posts? If we know that we're trying to build brand awareness, we're trying to create a sense of trustworthiness and customer loyalty, and to just kind of show that, hey, we're out there and we do good work and other people have had good experiences with us. How should we think about what our posts need to say or look like or things that we need to include in them? Walk us through some of the things that you think about when you're creating social media posts. The first thing that I always look for is a good photo. Because when people are scrolling, they're not going to be reading every single caption they see. The thing that's going to draw them in at first is that photo that you've posted. Yeah, and you'd say that's true no matter what platform you're posting on. So Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Pinterest, wherever you're putting stuff out there, start with the photo. Yes, it's like if you're searching for something and it's shiny, the shiny thing's going to catch your eye. So the shiny photo or the good photo is going to be what at first hooks people and draws them in. Then you want to follow it up with a well-written caption that's going to be informative and tell people what they're looking at. Okay. When you say a good photo, tell us what you mean through your eyes. What makes for a good photo on social media? Absolutely. So I have a couple criteria that I try to meet when I'm scheduling people's posts for the month. I try to find a photo that is not blurry, thumbs, having fingers in photos. Oh, yeah. Big, big pet (laughs) peeve of mine. Don't, it's so easy to take a photo without your thumb in it. it You just have to think about it, which is the hard part. Our contractors (laughs) know this because I know from talking to them that they see and get photos from their job crews all the time where somebody had their thumb over the lens. (laughs) Exactly. It's just a shift in mindset because this is a recent development the boom of social media and using it for marketing. Yeah. It's just kind of a switch in mindset. A lot of people don't 
think about using it for marketing. So they're like, oh, I'll just take a photo and it'll be fine. Right. But if the background's not clear, if you have debris you haven't cleaned up yet, if you're taking a photo of a bathroom and we can see you taking the photo in a mirror, yeah, probably not ideal. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to be shouted out, then go for it. Yeah. So, okay, so that's good. But in terms of what kinds of images contractors need to look for, does that matter as much? Or how how do they need to think about, okay, what sort of photos do we need to be posting in the first place? I always tend to gravitate towards the brands that have finished product photos. Okay. So once you've finished your project, say it's a new roof and it's really rainy, maybe see if someone can swing by another day when it's sunny out to take a photo okay. so that the focus is on the roof and not the weather as a whole. Yeah. And you want to have one focus of your photo. Okay. So if you're taking a picture of a living room and there are toys everywhere and it is cluttered, maybe try to find a different angle where the focus is on you know, your build or the project you've done instead sure. of the room as a whole. Yeah. So, okay. Focusing on the work that you have done, trying to get the finished job for sure. Now we do use a lot of before and after shots as well. And so those can be good if you've gotten a good picture before you start an after shot that goes along with it. Not right after you've started. We have a lot of before and afters where there's ladders and there's people on the roof and they're like, this is the before. And I'm like, no, this is the during. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So not during and after, but truly before Before and and after. after. Yeah. So I've told that to contractors too, like, Hey, just make it a part of your job site workflow. Like the first thing that you have your team do once they get onto the site, before they actually start bringing any equipment onto the site, take a photo. Do that as the first thing. Just make it a part of your normal rhythm. And then you've got it. It takes 20 seconds. And it takes, what, 30 days to build a habit. So for those first 30 days, it's probably going to be a little tough to remember. But if you're intentional about it, eventually it'll just be like, oh, I'm taking a photo. And then once it's normal, you'll be really glad that it's normal because you've you've got exactly. all these great photos to be able to use. So yeah, that's fantastic. Okay. All right. So you said using a good image and then a caption to go along with it. So talk about that caption. What do we need to say in the caption? So usually, I mean, sometimes I'll be Googling summer puns and I like to have a hook at the very beginning of the okay. caption. It's entertaining. It's engaging. But then you want to have some information. Like if you're trying to promote a certain service you're doing, Maybe just promote the service. Don't include a hook, but you always want to have that call to action at the end. So what is this post trying to make your audience do? Do you want them to go to your website? Do you want them to call you? Do you want them to schedule an estimate? You have to know the intention of your post. Yeah. Okay. So you've said some really good things there. So we're talking about kind of a catchy hook, some actual information, and then what we would call in marketing speak, a call to action, which is what you want somebody to do. So kind of three elements there, but let's talk a little bit about that first one. Cause I think that's where a lot of contractors get hung up on is this idea of a catchy hook. Do I need to make it cheesy or do I like, is it not supposed to sound like me? What am I supposed to put in words there that makes it entertaining? Or I don't know how to do that. I'm not necessarily funny. Like what am I supposed to write there? I think as long as you're authentic, that's what matters. Like I always joke that when I'm writing, I read it in my head. Like it's a bad nineties infomercial. (laughs) I mean, it's not (laughs) written like that, but it shows a little bit of personality And I try to tailor it a little bit to each brand that I'm writing for. But as long as you're authentic, then people are going to react to it. 
So if you're looking for your contractor business to sound like ShamWow, then exactly. you know, think, think 90s infomercial <laughs> and aim for that. Exactly. Or, hey, but I like that, though. That's a great example of, you know, what do you want your contractor business to sound like to people? That's a great question to ask to just kind of think about, like, as a contractor, do you want your business on social media to sound to people the way that you do? Just think about yes. you as a, as a person. Like, do you come across friendly and cooperative and helpful and trustworthy? Or do you come across as grumpy and to the point? Neither of those is necessarily bad, but if you're writing in your own words and in your own language and Mm -hmm. your posts are going to come across that way, you should ask yourself, is that the kind of sound that we want to have on Facebook? Because people are going to read it with that kind of tone. And that's what you're talking about in terms of brand is how do we develop that is by thinking about well, what does this sound like? How is yes. this coming across to people? And I always say, try to lean a little bit more on the professional side of things. Even okay. if you're writing for, like you're the owner and you're writing for your brand, adding an LOL to a caption that is for your brand, some people might find that a little like, oh, I don't want to work with that. Sure, yeah. But it's really up to personal taste. As long as you're consistent throughout, you're going to grow an audience that yeah. relates to you. Okay, great. So- catchy little hook at the beginning, helping people be interested in what it is you're writing about. Some actual information, maybe about what you do or what service you're offering or something that's related to the picture that you're posting, information that is about your business. And then the last thing is a great call to action. So let's talk about that some, because I think that's the one that I I see contractors probably leave out the most. And it's probably actually the most important part of the post. So tell us about that. Like what makes for a call to action? What needs to be included? How do you do one that's done really well? So when I write a call to action, I look at one where I've pulled the photo from. Is this from a blog post that's been published on their website? If so, I'll say, go read our blog to find out more. And then I'll link the blog in the caption if it's on Facebook. Um, If it's on Instagram, you can't link stuff in the caption. But you can say, go over to our website to read our blog. Link is in our bio. Yeah. Add the link to your website into your bio, which is possible if you make your Instagram account a business account which I would recommend because it's going to help you gain analytics and learn when to post, Okay, which I find is a big question. All right, so a little pro tip there. If you've got an Instagram account for your contractor business, you can in the settings section make sure that it is a business account, not just a personal account. And if you do that, it gives you some additional options there. It gives you additional options. It also will push your posts and your content out to more people because if it's just a personal account, people might scroll past. But if it's a business account, you can tag it under goods and services or home contractor. And then it'll tailor it more to the people who are looking to follow. Yeah, awesome. Okay, I love that tip. So call to action matters, but really all that you're saying there is this is what you want people to do with the information that you're giving them. You know, you always want them to take an action step. And so usually that is go to this page on our website to learn more or go to this page on our website to fill out a form or call us or, you know, whatever that kind of thing is. It's the why of your post. If you're just posting, you're like, look at this great roof. People are going to be like, oh, that's awesome. That's nice. But they're not going to know. What am I supposed to do about that? Right. They're going to be like, oh, a great roof. They're going to like it and move on. Yeah. Yeah. Always asking people to take an action step that is meant to help out you and your business. All right. So I think that's really good. We've talked about kind of the elements of some great posts there, but let's raise up a little bit, maybe to kind of the 20,000 foot view and just sort of say, now that we know what makes for a good post, how do I think about what makes for good posts for like a whole month? How do I even think about what should I be posting about? How often should I be posting 
should I always post about the same thing or how do I decide what kind of variety to have? When you think about how to lay out the topics for your post or the things that you want to cover, like how do you go about doing that? Well, the first thing I do is I go to their website because I'm writing for brands that I don't work directly with. So I go to their website to make sure that I'm one hitting the materials and the services they're providing. And then also if they have any specials for the month. A lot of our clients run monthly Mm -hmm. specials and I want to shout those out because it'll bring in business. People love a deal, but you want to have a good variety. You don't want to post, you know, 12 siding posts at this in the same month because people are going to get bored. Yeah. It's human nature. Yes. They want a little bit of variety. Give me some interest. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I try to do like special offers. If they have featured projects, like a project that was just finished, I'll shout it out. Staff birthdays and anniversaries have become really popular with a lot of our clients. And I find that I really enjoy that because it makes the brand itself more accessible because people know who's working there. Why does that work? Why do you think people are drawn to that kind of a post? I think that especially coming out of the pandemic, people are looking for human connection. So if they can find that in your brand and they're like, oh my gosh, I know who's working here. Or if they've already had a project done with you, they'll be like, oh, he worked at my house. Like yeah. it's his birthday. That's awesome. Yeah. So I find that people are just, they're looking for that connection, especially now. Yeah. I, I think that's great. I think especially, you know, as we kind of talked about earlier in the episode about the idea of thinking of your business almost as like a character, you know, that you're, exactly. you're displaying out yeah. there on social media by putting the actual faces of your business on social media. It makes that character feel even more like a person. Yes. They feel really relatable. Especially. And yeah. I think that, as you're saying, I think that's what yeah. people are really looking for right now. Especially if you're a home contractor, people are having you come to their house, they're going to want to know who's coming to their house. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think too, just most of the contractors that we work with are local contractors. They serve one service area and sometimes they're in competition with these bigger like national or regional brands who can sometimes kind of feel like just big conglomerate corporations. And I think this is a way that local contractors can kind of get a leg up on those bigger companies is by feeling like a local personal, we're your neighbor, you know, we're easy to get to know, we're real people, you know, kind of thing. I think that creates real connection. And you're right, like that does a lot for people to say, oh, I think I could trust them. You know, that that goes a long way there. So that's great. And those bigger companies with 10,000 people, they try to do this. They do the same thing. But it's not as effective because they can't always shout out their 10,000 employees. Yeah, can't have a birthday, you know, 10,000 times. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that makes sense. That's great. Okay, so you've talked about some really good ones, just featuring your services and your products, featuring the work that you've done, featuring folks on your team, just some of the kind of like, you know, inside story of your company. Like what else? What other kind of posts should we consider including in, let's say, a month? months worth of posts about our business? I mean, services you're looking to push out is really, I find to be the biggest. We also have some companies who do five-star Fridays. So it's their five-star reviews. They're thanking their previous customers for taking the time to leave those reviews. Okay, That'll also make your brand feel a little bit more relatable. Yeah. But ultimately, if you're looking at a month's worth of content, if you're posting three times a week, that's 12 posts a month, 12 Post doesn't sound like that much, but when you're sitting down to write it, it's a lot. Yeah. I promise if you're posting at least once a week, your brand will start to grow. Starting with once a week will make the content that you need to push out seem less daunting. Yeah, that's great. And that was going to be one of my questions. So I love that tip. Hey, 
do what you can, but just be consistent with it. It's kind of what I feel like I'm hearing you say. If you can only post once a week, then post once a week, but be consistent with once a week. Don't post three times this week and none for the next three weeks. Consistency is key for sure with social marketing. That's a really, really good tip to know. And to just give some grace to our contractors who are thinking, I don't know that I could ever find time to post three times a week or, you know, have the bandwidth to come up with what I would need to say that many times, you know, so do what you can, but just be consistent with what you can do. So yeah, that's great. Okay. I think we've covered a lot here and this has been really, really helpful. Like anything that you would add or stories to tell or clients that you've enjoyed working with or that you've seen do really well, or, you know, what would you kind of throw in here at the end of the episode? So I do want to just say that I tend to live by, you have to consume content to create content. I have absolutely thought about deleting my own social media for like many, many times, but I find that if you are consuming content, it's easier to know how to create it. Cause if say it's a completely different brand, completely there, they don't do home contracting. It's a cooking brand, but you really like that post. You could use it as a template and tailor it to your own company and the products you're pushing out. And that's going to help you stay a little bit relevant because it is changing so often. Yeah, that's great. Contractors know and understand that. I mean, you guys that are listening, you know, if you if you're a roofer or you deciding or windows or decks or you know, whatever you do, you're paying attention to the kind of work that your competitors are doing to see like, hey, are you on top of the latest trends? Are you doing the exactly. best work that can be done? Are you going to do what is relevant and enticing to customers? Yes. And it's really the same thing with your social media. You know, what, what are you seeing other things that are working and and how can you be effective in the same way, you know, uh, by doing that? Like your marketing exactly. needs to kind of follow those same patterns that your services do as well. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, don't let it get dangerous though, because there have definitely been times when I've been sitting there and I'm like, oh, I can, I can scroll for a few more minutes. It's research. Yeah. <laughs> so you can definitely use it to justify spending time on you social can media. Fall down that so rebel hole be real a little fast. careful yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. All good. Yeah. That's helpful. Well, uh, Sarah Rose, this is a fantastic conversation. Thank you for just helping us out here. If you are a contractor and you're listening to this conversation and you're thinking, man, I know that my social media marketing really needs some attention and I just don't feel like I have the time or the bandwidth to be able to give it the attention that it does. We would love to help you out. So if you're interested in talking to us at Fat Cat Strategies, you can go to fatcatstrategies.com slash call to schedule a call with us. And we would love to talk to you about your social media plan and how we might develop a customized game plan for you to crush your lead goals and take your business to the next level. Again, that's fatcatstrategies.com slash call. That's it for today on Digital Marketing for Contractors. Thanks for being with us, and we look forward to talking to you next time. We'll see you then. Digital Marketing for Contractors is created by Fat Cat Strategies. For more information, visit fatcatstrategies.com.